Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi, everyone! Ah, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer! And it's me, Kishan, a science educator! <laughs> and welcome back to T42. It is our best friend podcast Mm-mm-mm. where we talk about whatever the fermentation, fermentation we want. Why do you want to talk about fermentation? Ah? Why don't you want to talk about fermentation? Oh. Fermentation is the future. Oh. <laughs> no, I started um, becoming, I become one of those like uh, hipsters who do like home fermentation now. Mm-hmm. So I've been mm-hmm. fermenting. Actually, why? 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 I think, okay, first of all, I think lacto fermentation is fucking fascinating. Mm. It's like basically you just put some vegetables in a bit of salt water and just right. leave them in a dark place and then it becomes this whole thing. Amazing. Yeah, but it's a living thing. But then I've realized that this might actually be a kind of like substitute for a child. Oh dear. Yeah, because I got so many friends who are having children now, oh right? No. I think part of me is like So oh, she's hormonal. Uh, you, it's hormonal, you? hormonal. And she's like, mm, I can't have children, what can I do? I can have sour vegetables. You can, <laughs> you can, uh, you can create sour vegetables and then eat them. Ah, great, great. Same lah, same like having kids. Ah yeah, great. <laughs> Like you just, <laughs> just pickle them and then right, right. You, you them. pickle them and then you <laughs> suck all the life out of them. Exactly. Then, uh, mm. Mm. How you Joel? Uh, okay. <laughs> How's your pickling? Um, the pickling is going fine, but like it's also a distraction from all the work that I need to be doing. Of course. Yeah, which is why I'm so anxious and stressed. And in fact, we shouldn't even be recording today because I have so much work to do. But look, I'm but doing anything yeah. but my work. Same, I understand, sister. I am so stressed. In fact, the only reason I'm here today is because I'm stressed because I just needed a distraction. And Aww. this is the best distraction. And you know what? So many people have written in to tell us that we are one of their favorite distractions yeah. from the world. <laughs> we are sorry, uh, but whatever. We are sorry to distract you. But also some people say we are a solace and comfort. Yeah, quite a number of people have said they run to us. Yeah. Uh, which I don't understand. I also don't understand. It's like you how can you be okay if you're running to this now, can I just ask you, dear listener, how is that possible? Yeah, do you not just laugh? No, are, not, we, I don't, are we not making you laugh? No, I don't even think we're that funny. Just kind of like this like our our rhythm is so unpredictable. Yeah, very ah, I cannot run. It's like we're so uncalming and shrill. <laughs> shrill how could you how could you run to this? I don't understand the song. Uh, I also don't understand. But you know what you do, you people? Alright, today is a special episode, Kishin, isn't it? Mm. It's a celebration. We have something to celebrate and honor. There's and it's always something to celebrate. It's always something to celebrate in Singapore. Correct. And like this week, we just really wanted to celebrate one of our nation's most recent crowning, crowning, crowning most recent crowning achievements. Correct. Kishin, would you like to do the honors? So, in the 2021 World Press Freedom Index, Singapore dropped two spaces from 158 to 160. <laughs> Congratulations, Singapore. Singapore! You did it again! You did it again! Oh, amazing! Well done, Singapore! Totally outdone yourself! Bottom 20 in the world, leh! Hey, bottom 20 is very unusual for Singapore. Correct. Huh? We're used to being top 20. Correct. So, this is something that we should yeah, yeah, celebrate! Yeah. Amazing! I mean, like, our rankings in the Press Freedom Index has always been a source of pride for our country, right? <laughs> it's like, it's very like. How all you talk about press freedom for what you got casino, you Yellow. got you got clean streets, you got women can go home safe. Yeah. Ah, so that so I think there's a correlation between an unfree press and safety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good lah. Yeah, but who are so like some of it. our you know bedfellows in the oh, in the press freedom index? That's a good question. Mm. So uh, I think we are between. A wedge between Sudan uh-huh. and Somalia. Oh, wonderful. Amazing, right? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, quite close is also Tajikistan, mm. Iraq, mm. 
Belarus, Uzbekistan. So, yeah lah. Basically, war-torn countries <laughs> with like military government. Correct, correct. Wow. Yeah, I know. Amazing. It certainly doesn't feel that way in this Yeah, country. you would never put Singapore like with these countries. Usually lah. Usually. Right. But you know, it's good so, that okay, like, we are so flexible. So actually, <laughs> how are the press, the freedom index, how is the press freedom index like um ascertained? You, you know what? So it's apparently uh, from my very little research on yeah. this, uh, questionnaires are sent out to experts and it's about like whether journalists are attacked or whether they're being censored, a whole bunch of different things. So there's a whole like write-up, you know, written about uh, on the on the Reporters Without Borders, specifically on Singapore. Shall oh, I read really? it yeah, out? Yeah, please do. Oh my goodness, it's very, very exciting. Very exciting. Mm, so it says, Singapore has been coloured black on the World <laughs> Press Freedom Index map. Why is it got to be black? 2020, yeah, why is it got to be black? But black means the situation there now is classified as very bad. Is there a worse than very bad? I think after very bad, it's abysmal. Abysmal. Ah. abysmal. <laughs> Or like just better don't say. I think say. we just wait till next year to find out, like. <laughs> Yeah, if we keep dropping, right? <laughs> correct. Yeah, we'll get there, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Actually, from, who from is very the one? black, right? Become yeah, obsidian, obsidian, <laughs> uh, or like that uh, Anish Kapoor black. <laughs> yeah, the oh, blackest black, yeah, the Venta yeah, black. Yeah, yeah mm. correct, correct. Actually, who's the bottom of the press freedom index, uh, uh, you know? I don't know. I, I can't see from the list here, okay, but okay. but never mind, lah. We will find we'll out. We'll find out. We'll find out soon enough, lah. It might be us next year, like vying for the bottom. So it goes on to say... This is the Reporters Without Borders report. Yeah, Reporters, right. Without, Borders, uh, Reporters Without Borders report. Despite uh, being the Switzerland of the East... Whoever gave us that title? That's why we, I feel like we own self-give for that. <laughs> I think mean, Switzerland of the East is we own self-say ourselves for that. Correct, I think so. And what so. does it even mean? We don't have like the Alps. That means neutral lah. We don't have fondue. Yeah. <laughs> neutral? We're not yeah. neutral. Know, it's like we know how to like be friends with everybody but enemies with none kind of situation no I think it just means very prosperous and orderly that's oh, what is I that, think it is means that what it is? yeah okay, but la. without the breathtaking scenery <laughs> because of accidental hey, deforestation hello Bukit Batok Quarry very nice ah, just give it 10 more years and be gone <laughs> <laughs> so it says that despite uh, being the Switzerland of the East the city-state does not fall far short of China when it comes to suppressing media freedom Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong's government is always quick to sue critical journalists. Ah, this one's true. Apply pressure to make them unemployable mm. or even force them to leave the country. Not I say one, nah. Not I say one. It's reporters without borders say one, nah. I mean, it's also true. Yeah, no, like, I mean, Roy Neung like got his la. pants sued off for this article he, he really wrote did. about... Yeah. Um, you know, the actually, CPF, it's actually quite heartbreaking. Yeah, he wrote an article about CPF that was, you know, that PM... That, and I think he basically accused PM Lee of being in on some kind of, like, conspiracy or whatever. Uh, of mismanaging. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the details is like, but Yeah, but uh, basically like he's been paying through his nose and had to leave Singapore because he couldn't get work. Yep. And so now he lives in Taiwan. Yep. And he's like uh, been paying like a, a substantial part of his salary. But I think recently something really good happened, right? Like, oh yeah, a lot of people donated. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people donated. I think he managed to clear yeah. the debt or something No, honestly, like crowdsourcing is a form of solidarity. Amazing. And organ- yeah. yeah, in this country. So quickly, in fact. Mm. It goes on to say... The Media Development Authority has the power mm. to censor all forms of journalistic content. True. 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 Defamation suits are common and ah, may sometimes be yes. accompanied by a sedition charge that is punishable by up to 21 years in prison. Mm. Wow, 21 years leh. You could rot in jail for posting the wrong thing in this country. Oh my god, 21 mm. years is intense. I did not know that. Goodness. The political control is coupled with an economic straitjacket. Wow, what a beautiful sentence. What is economic straitjacket? <laughs> so two business groups control all of Singapore's print and broadcast media. I think that's what oh, they mean. La. Media Corp and SPH, basically. That's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah Media Corp and SPH, exactly. Then as a result, self-censorship, 
is widespread. I mean, we know this. Yeah. We have self-censored so many times on, on this, this show. As, yeah. as an artist in this country, especially a theatre artist, I right. have I constantly self-censor. Crazy, I like, right? I like the, censor, the art censor lives rent-free in my head. Oh, gosh. As I say. Yeah. So traumatic. Mm, correct. Oh, yo. The authorities have also started sending journalists emails threatening them with up to 20 years in prison if they don't remove annoying articles, <laughs> annoying Can you imagine articles getting, and fall into line. Can you imagine getting that email? <laughs> like, excuse me? Yeah. Why is happening. It's like under your like Lazada order confirmed. I think we we'll just go to spam. Like. I don't know. It's under your Lazada order confirmed then email from the Ministry of Information or whatever are going like uh, excuse me. Uh. <laughs> under your Lazada is uh, brilliant. 20 years. <laughs> Finally the Orwellian the Orwellian provisions of the anti-fake news law adopted in 2019 forces all media outlets and digital platforms to post corrections to any content that the government may, may arbitrarily deem to be incorrect. Our good friend Pofma. Our good friend Pofma, who's yeah. always with us in the room. Pofma, <laughs> the great arbiter of truth. Yeah, like Casper, the not so friendly ghost on huh, this one. Wow, no, Casper, the vindictive ghost. <laughs> yeah, <this one. laughs> yeah, so that's it. Lah. We've, we've slid into this comfortable 160 position now. Yeah. Bottom 20 of countries. I feel that's such an achievement. It is. You know, like just when you thought things were getting better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. When I heard this, I actually thought. Wow, I can't believe we slid back. I actually thought we were getting better because if you look at, I don't know, like news feels a little bit more diverse now. We're talking about things that I didn't think we would talk about like 10, 15 years ago. Right. These things are actually being talked about. We're talking about race. We're finally saying that yes, there's racism in Singapore. Yes. We're talking about um, homosexuality. We're talking about queerness. Uh, we're talking about all sorts of different things, mm. but I guess what this shows is that th- what is coming out in the newspapers is but still being I, controlled. I think la. it's not so much what we are talking about as it is the machinery of control. Sure, the that, how la. and the, no, I'm or like the intensification of the censorship and the technology of control. Mm. So actually, like the old things haven't changed, right? Like the lawsuits, the defamation suits, the 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 control right. of editorial editorial staff and all of that, right? Which we know from the the accounts of past editors of like the national broadsheet, the Straits Times. But then on top of that, now you have now like of ma. law. <laughs> it's like it's, nuts, it's right? like huh? Not enough to control the newsroom. Now you also have to have a law that basically arbitrates over truth. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, it's. I mean, mind you, the 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 the, the funny thing about Pofma, not funny. The horrible thing about Pofma is that ministers are the ones who are arbiters of truth. So actually, I'd be very interested to see how the Straits Times, which is like Singapore's number one Majula newspaper, right? Correct. Reported on this news because they must have reported on this news. Yeah. Right? Oh, sister, your wish is my command. So <laughs> I, found, I found the article. So it was just like released a couple of days ago. I the title of the article is World Press Freedom Index finds journalism blocked in over one hundred countries. Nothing about Singapore specifically. Wow, I love that, man. Right. I love that. Okay, so read that headline again. World Press Freedom Index finds journalism blocked in over 100 yeah. countries. Okay, so like as a sometimes writer of... Like, <laughs> as a sometimes writer of editorials, right? This yeah. is like... That is not the news point. No, <laughs> you it, know, that is not the news it's point. It's amazing, right? This angle is amazing. Yeah, it's so clever. <laughs> it's like, huh? Singapore slip, ah? No, like, let's talk about all the hundred other people who like uh, fucked up. The amazing thing is at the very end of this article where you know who they go in Sabo? Throw under the bus? 
Malaysia. Ah, our good friend Malaysia. <laughs> our good friend Malaysia. Uh, Singapore's number one opposite is Malaysia. Malaysia. Uh, as long as Malaysia, like, you see, I love it. The best way to rally Singaporeans together, right, is to talk about Malaysia. Malaysia. So yeah. this paragraph reads: Malaysia recorded the worst deterioration, down 18 places in the ranking to 119, due to. Uh, due in part to a recent anti-fake news law allowing the government to impro- impose its own version of the truth. Um, excuse <laughs> me, if but this, let's unpack this. Uh. First of all, this is peak pot calling kettle black. It's but amazing. also, it's not even pot calling pet- kettle black because they are at 119, 119 uh, which is several eh. places above us, and they still there to near near forty one places above us, and and, I and think, then they all. Yeah. Inj- <laughs> It, the, the point is that they recorded the worst deterioration because we only dropped two places. I mean, honey, when you're right below, yeah. right, how far else no, is that true. to drop? <laughs> no, I love, I love this so much. It's like let's focus on how badly Malaysia I did know. and not focus on how bad we currently are. It's amazing. Are. So, so actually, who is at the bottom of the list? So right? I can give you more than that, sister. Mm. I have the worst ten countries. Oh, uh, the ones to beat. <laughs> the one- <laughs> uh, Eritrea, Eritrea, yeah, Eritrea, North Korea. Turkmenistan. Wow, North Korea is not at the bottom. Uh. No. Ah. China. China's lower than North Korea. Apparently. Mm. Djibouti, Vietnam, Iran, Syria, Laos, and Cuba. These are the countries to beat. Come on, Singapore, we can we do it. We can do we it. Can do it. We, we are can Singapore. We are Singapore. <laughs> something, something, something. Hear the lion roar, but the lion cannot roar because why? No, no press, press freedom. freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can't really talk about this without talking about the Straits Times, mm, right? Correct, Which is correct, like correct. Singapore's English language broadsheet. Yeah, uh, I also use it to line the, the cage <laughs> of my, my, my dog. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's very absorbent. There are so many times. There's so many. Okay. Yeah. There are so many times I literally ran out of newspaper. I go downstairs, I buy two copies of the Straits Times, <laughs> and I don't even look at it. I just put it where my dog's like cages and that's what we use to just line the paper of it yeah correct I, I don't even read it so yeah i love that um for the <laughs> no for the longest time people used to just say very rude things about the straits times like oh, yeah this one just used to wrap fish <laughs> so i just used to wrap vegetable don't need to read just wrap vegetable yeah correct, uh, i used correct, to correct, collect correct. your dog shit yeah kind of thing. literally i mean i can it's, attest it's, to that and like i don't know if this is true but like, i think many singaporeans let's put it that way have a very dim view of our national broadsheet mm. right we just know intuitively that like the news we're getting through there is very managed sure and very like censored yeah I think one very common term that's used is government mouthpiece, yep, right? Yeah. So, right, Kishan, I was thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> this celebration of Singapore's slip into the 160th place in celebration. The, the Press Freedom Index would not be complete without talking about one of the greatest mm. parts of mm. Singapore right, newsprint mm-hmm. culture, which is the Straits Times Forum. Oh. It's truly like one of the hallmarks of Singapore culture oh. is the Straits Times forum page, right? Oh my Letters God, my to the editor. My hair all stand, eh. Wow. It's the best. I'm titillated. Yeah. For so, so. our five foreign listeners, <laughs> the Straits Times forum is... Uh, comedy. Well, it's tragedy. It's comedy. <laughs> Fine lines. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's everything. It is like a, basically a Letters to the Editor kind of part of the, the Straits Times where That's right. people can write into air their grouses to respond to articles. That's right, yeah. You know, but also to be flagrantly homophobic, racist, racist misogynistic, misogynistic. All of it. If you want all to, of the good if stuff. If you want to take the moral temperature 
of Singapore. <laughs> the Straits Times Forum is the ass crap where you stick up your thermometer to oh, get the most accurate girl, read. That is a beautiful description. So vivid, right? Well done. Hey, you write that. Uh, is it? Oh. <laughs> What can I say? Also, I just want to say that the sound that comes to mind when I think about the Straits Times Forum mm. is the following. Excuse me, <laughs> Not bad, right? Yeah. Ah, so say, good. Let's just do it again. again so one good. more time. Excuse me, This is like uh, the living embodiment of the Straits Times Forum page. All right, everything. In fact, you were saying just now that before social media, this is the OG the social OG media. The OG social media right? is the Straits Times Forum because it's like now... <laughs> It's such a funny thought. Like nowadays, right, we are so used to just saying, oh, I have a thought. I'll just air it. Lah. So on yeah. Facebook, you see people complain about all sorts of Twitter things, right? La, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, la. Instagram. Before all of this, right, in the bad old days. Yeah, you take out your parchment you and your quill and your quill. And you write all your uh, typewriter, like a okay, typewriter. Okay, okay. And then you feverishly write a letter to the editor thinking, this is an issue that must be addressed. I That's simply right. have to air my opinion on yes, it. If I don't do it, who will? Okay, honestly, right, I feel like letters to the forum, maybe last time still got some quality, right? Really? But then now with social media where people can take their intelligent musings elsewhere, <laughs> like cross-reference the collected Facebook posts of Afian Saad, right? <laughs> like, the Straits Times forum has basically just become like a trough. No, a, it really a, it really, yeah, really It's has. really like a cowboy town, man. Yeah. Shall it, we read some Straits yeah, Times Forums letters? We, we've like, actually pulled out a yeah, choice few, we, choice few yeah, right? We've yeah. pulled out some, some pretty iconic letters to the, mm. to the Straits Times Forum that mm, I think mm, we, mm. we'd like to read to you and maybe do a bit of practical criticism on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, practical, long time, man. <laughs> okay, this letter uh, caught my attention mm. because, like, the headline is so bizarre. Yeah. And then as I read it, I just, I just lost my will to live. <laughs> oh, dear, don't. And guess what? It's letter of the week. Okay. From March 20th, 2021. Eh? So quite recent also. Yeah. Well, a recent spate of crazy letters. I ah. think now pandemic people were bored. Yeah. Ah. They got more time on their hands to make these kinds of like... Claims. Pe- yeah. Petty yeah. observations. Goodness. Letter of the week. Will dropping normal exclude people who really are normal? What? Wow, this is really like... Is, is this a... Is I'm this sure a, they were very proud of this. Are we again? Are we again? Are we again? Will dropping normal exclude people who really are normal? Okay. Wow. <laughs> Esteem. <laughs> Although amused by Unilever's advertising changes, wow, like the tone is so smart. Let me mm. read that again. Although amused by Unilever's advertising changes, <laughs> I also worry that the inclusivity movement in the West is beginning to get out of hand. And hope that it does not reach Singapore. Uh, this flur is making reference to an article that was published in the Straits Times called "Maker of Dove Soap Will Drop the Word Normal from Beauty Products." Right, right, so right. So I want right. to read out a little bit. Basically, what Dove is doing is that they're dropping the normal skin category from its products, as right. it or describing skin as normal. So you know, there's like oily skin, dry skin, combination skin, and then normal skin or whatever. Right. right so right, now right. Dove has elected to no longer use normal. Right, because what because is normal? Because what is normal, right? Fair, fair. Right, I agree with Duff. Agreed. I agree with Duff. Mm. Uh, but what does this flirt say? Is it not enough to advocate that people can identify as their gender of choice and demand to be called by preferred plural pronouns despite the obfuscation of communication this causes? Wow. Very powerful, uh, like from shampoo uh, can go to trans rights. Eh? Yeah. And then like finds a way in co- talking about shampoo branding, right, to slip in his blatant transphobia. Eh? Imagine like, how livid he was at the supermarket. Yeah, it's like he saw, it's like, huh? 
cancel culture has gone too far. Yeah, now the woke mobs are coming for the shampoo. What's his next? Poor children have to hear about it. You yeah. know, like, oh my god. His poor children with normal skin. <laughs> They all have normal skin. God forbid they have oily skin or combination skin. They all, yeah, have, normal they all have normal He's skin. He's probably thinking about his normal skin children. <laughs> Fucker. He goes on, you know. Oh dear. Is it not ironically the opposite of <laughs> inclusive to exclude people whose skin type is not dry, oily, or sensitive from Ugh. being able to look out for suitable products and for Johnson & Johnson to ditch customers who wish to continue using its whitening lotions? So I think like Maybe this letter got edited for length But there's probably a lengthy paragraph Where about he was talking whitening. about whitening yeah. So this guy on top of being transphobic Is very likely also Racist, racist. <laughs> <laughs> I love right That he's just really working in his values here Good he's, like, he's basically trying to say I hate everyone But using shampoo as the frame It's actually quite high level you It's know. very skilled Yeah amazing. Actually I tip my hat Yeah I tip my hat also I'm not wearing a hat <laughs> He ends. Will hair straightening and perming start being deemed not loving one's natural self and thus be next on the list of taboos? Signed, uh, Terence Lim. Terence, ah. Excuse me, ah. Terence. Thanks, thanks for that, Terence. Wow, Terence, if you just want to write a homophobic racist screed, just that, do it. Don't that really to, made me sick, eh, Don't need to go through shampoo or don't need. I, I, I cannot tahan that Are you letter. okay? That you made feel, me quite ill. You're feeling ill? <laughs> yeah, me too. That made me quite ill. But what Ill. can we extrapolate from this letter? A sense of fucking entitlement Correct. and that my way is the oh, right yeah, way. Yeah, and that I, I will now feel free to just add these yeah. very questionable um, values in a public forum. Right, and impose it on people. Correct. Fuck you. But this is also another hallmark of the genre, which is slipping in like uh, questionable entitled privileged values into something completely irrelevant totally so basically right he's talking about shampoo oh no he's talking about skin products right mm. but then got transphobia got racism all come out yeah amazing it's so subtly done I don't think it's that subtle no but you know, he doesn't actually say mm. overtly racist things no. or transphobic no. things but it's all there yeah and if this is the pulse of Singapore, which it is, the Singapore situation, yeah. it's very, very disappointing. It, yeah, you're right, it is. It's very disappointing and very, well, I guess frightening. Yeah. Like, this is the everyday Singaporean. You know? It's really disappointing. You know man. what is gross to me about this, additionally, is the slight curl of the lip that you can detect mm. in his writing. It's mm. very sneering. It's yep. very like, Ugh, I'm what better are, than you. Yeah, what are these stupid woke kids gonna be up to exactly. next? You know, and then never once questioning, like, actually, what is normal? You know, it's like this idea that, like, there's a normal weight. There's a normal skin tone. There's a normal skin condition. Actually, <sighs> like, we're all so different, different right? Yeah. And this, like, this person would never celebrate diversity then. Like. No, because he wants to celebrate normality. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's actually really quite and affecting. Actually, is there nothing sad. more normal than his name? Terrence Lim. <laughs> Terrence Lim is basically the name of any any fucking Chinese man you can find at any food court. He would be happy with that. Yeah, Terence Lim is Yong Tao Fu. <laughs> Terence Lim I eats... I love Yong Tao Fu. Terence Lim eats fish soup. I love... You want to be Terence Lim? Ah? I just love fish soup. You want to be normal? <laughs> you want to be normal? Sorry? No such thing as normal. Yeah, don't have, don't mm. have. Okay, mm. shall we move on? Shall we move on? Yes. Okay. Oh, I have a real good one. Mm. Can the Chong Sum also mm. motivate oh. one yeah, to yeah. keep healthy? I remember this one. Excuse me, ah! This one made its rounds, didn't Chung it? Chung Sam leh, ayo. 
They write, As Chinese New Year approaches, we are seeing more cheong sum display in shops. I wore my first cheong sum on my wedding day, as per tradition, but truly fell in love with the outfit after watching Hong Kong director Wong Kar Wai's iconic film In the Mood for Love in 2000. Excuse me, ah! Extraneous detail. <laughs> Don't need... Why the editor never edit this one for length? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Wow, lao eh. Your first, second, third Chong Sam wearing occasion, no one cares. Yeah, nobody gives nobody a cares. shit. Nobody Ayo. cares, but okay. do carry on. They continue, ah. The many alluring Chong Sams worn elegantly by Hong Kong actress Maggie Chong not only stole the show, but also bagged the film the Best Costume Award at the, twin, at the 2001 Hong Kong Film Awards. Once again. <laughs> again. Once again. Who is who, this woman? Who, who cares? And why are you giving us a... Are we at a film studies course? What, uh, yeah. like, uh, what, what is this? If I wanted to notice much, I would just wiki. Yeah, wiki la. Sum. You yeah. know what? That's what she did. But the point is coming. The point, <laughs> the point is, is coming. coming, right? Yes. Mm. Seeing how writer Catherine Lim and businesswoman Chu Get Kim maintain their svelte figures in this classic Chinese dress provided additional motivation for me to make it a wardrobe essential. On a trip to Shanghai 18 years ago, good God, this woman is just, it's a story. On a trip to Shanghai 18 years ago, I bought three pieces as Shanghai tailors are known for their fine craftsmanship. Once again... Who you know what? Extraneous detail. Sister but is also saying that she can hum- afford it. Ah, correct. It's also a humble brag. Humble brag, humble brag. Um. I have tried to maintain my weight over the years through healthy eating and regular exercise so that I can continue to wear them. I wonder if having more women wear the chong sum regularly might help them to curb any weight gain. <gasps> <laughs> having a flat stomach is not only aesthetically appealing when wearing this tight-fitting outfit, but also achieves better health outcomes through the avoidance of central obesity, <laughs> which increases the risk of type 2 diabetes, heart diseases, and certain cancers. As a bonus, <laughs> wearing the chong sum would also improve one's posture and deportment. Liu Ai Chun. Excuse me, ah! Ai Chun, ah. You know what? What the She fuck? really took us for a ride. She like. brought us can, on a magic carpet ride into she... her into her her body dysmorphia, <laughs> her her eating disorders, her yeah. her fat phobia. She started with unnecessary trivia about right. <laughs> in it's the like, mood for I, love. Did, did any of us see that turn coming? Nobody. No. It was just like, okay, okay, we're yeah. with you. She, What's her name again? Uh, uh, her, name, her name is Aichun. Okay, okay yeah. Aichun, we're with you. Okay, everybody loves Wong Kar Wai. Yeah. Yes. Then she Chung also Sam, like, mm. Chung Sam days. Then she brought in Catherine Lim and Chu Gate Kim. Yes, iconic women. They are svelte figures and attributing it to ah. the Chung Sam. And then suddenly she took us to a Shanghai oh. trip 18 years ago. Correct. Where she humble brag bought three, three pieces left. Because Shanghai Taylor, she must say very very high quality but that ends off with this like um, diatribe on why we should all be skinny yeah and and a nod to type 2 diabetes which we all know like this is the Singapore's big thing now Uh, right everybody in Singapore has (laughs) pre-diabetes You're either pre-diabetic or, or you diabetic. have diabetes. You already have diabetes. You it's were just, born with pre-diabetes. Just, yeah, maybe she's born with it, or maybe it's type two diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in awe of the rhetorical connections being made here. Yeah. Like, first of all, like who is this woman who sits down one day and goes, "Actually, uh, the reason I managed to stay slim <laughs> over the years is because, uh, I wear a lot of chong sam." 
you know, and then just like, I feel like maybe I should share this idea, this perspective with the nation, you know. She probably thought it was fucking normal. Ah, and then she turns to her husband, Henry, what do you think of Henry? Oh, Henry and then Henry's like, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he don't get involved. Yeah, he don't right. get involved. I said, you know, yeah, I better, right? Yeah, just like, yeah. let more women know. You know they're having dim sum as we're ah, talking correct. about this correct. for breakfast. Ah, with the uh-ho music in the background. <laughs> correct, they've employed someone yeah, from yeah. like the Chinese orchestra. Correct, correct. <laughs> this one I think a lot of listeners will be familiar with is to this day, one of the most legendary letters ever written to the Straits Times Amazing. Forum. And like the level of absurdity and like concern for the nation. <laughs> has not yet been trumped. If you, dear listener, already know what we're about to talk about, just snap your fingers. Excuse me, uh. Unsafe to sew on train. What a snippy title. Recently. <laughs> another another hallmark of the genre is yeah. the use of the word recently. Yeah. It's always recently, right? To, 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 to like acknowledge, to like, like it's I am still hurt. I am still hurt. It's not last year. Yeah. It's not last month. It's... Recently, recently I'm still seething Yeah This letter by the way Was published in November 2015 mm. <laughs> uh, An oldie but a goodie Oldie but a goodie This is classic From <laughs> SG50 years So like you must remember wow. That year everybody Was just full of like National like pride, energy yeah. And pride right Everybody yeah. wanted to contribute So just remember the context In which mm, this letter Is being correct. written SG50 Recently <laughs> I came across A young woman Working on a piece Of cross stitch embroidery Inside an SMRT train <laughs> As opposed to <laughs> what trade comfort they'll grow trade. She's very specific. She's very specific SMRT train. Mm, props for specificity. So she came across a young woman working on a piece of cross stitch embroidery inside a train. She sat forward with a gap between her and the back of her seat, perhaps to facilitate the flow of her needlework movement. <laughs> you know what this tells me? <laughs> She herself is an experienced cross-stitcher. She knows what she's talking about. She knows. She's very familiar with the proper form. Well done. (laughs) The embroidery floss running through the needle (laughs) was about... 45 cm long. Wow, sister got meter rule with her. No, she's she's national. She's (gasps) national cross-stitch champion. Correct. (laughs) I suggested to the woman that it could be dangerous to sew inside the confines of a moving MRT train. Oh, I see. She replied that she had been sewing while riding in MRT trains for a long time and returned to her task. There were commuters seated on both sides of her. Oh dear, the audacity. Oh no. Audacity. The plot thickens. Oh dear. While the train was relatively empty during the off-peak hour, sewing is not a safe activity to pursue inside a train that is travelling. At times, MRT trains lurch when moving or halting. If the woman is pulling the needle in an upward movement and is caught unexpectedly by a sudden staggering of the train, an involuntary jerk of the hand holding the needle may cause the needle to jab at a fellow commuter sitting or standing close by. There will be very serious consequences if the needle impales an eye <laughs> or other body part of a nearby commuter <laughs> who could not move away in time. How can the injured commuter seek recourse? Wow. If the SMRT's regulations do not permit sewing inside MRT trains in operation, what 
is the appropriate action that a concerned fellow commuter can take in such a situation? By the way, what circumstances warrant an activation of the emergency communication button? <laughs> Signed, Tan Lehun, Ms. This basically went on to the BBC. It and did? People made, it went oh. on to BBC News. People, uh, There's an article, like, shortly after that came out uh, that, that reads, Unsafe to sew on train, letter amuses Singaporeans. And, and they talk about how people, like, basically took the piss out of it. There's one guy that actually wrote a comment that said, I saw a guy swaying to music once <laughs> and I thought this was very dangerous. Oh, I remember. The train lurches sometimes and if he sways in the direction of the lurch, he could be propelled forward <laughs> into another commuter who would be rammed into a pole breaking his neck or even cracking his skull which Ayo, is how a brilliant piece of satire. But Ayo. Oh my god, no. It's just this sense that, right, like, public order must be maintained at all costs Correct. and that you the Singaporean are constantly you need to be constantly vigilant yes. to make sure that everybody is behaving safely yes. and God forbid that anybody can be counted on to just like keep you know keep to do the right thing they have to be constantly watched and disciplined every little thing could be a, a danger yeah, or I, you know I think we talked about this before this yeah. idea of snitch culture how sing- every Singaporean is made is empowered yeah. to go and snitch on their neighbour because they feel, they are made to feel that this is their national duty yeah. and it's ingrained in all of us everything about how we behave is being policed but then the this incredible pomposity right <laughs> of, of writing this letter directed at a national transport agency yeah, going going I better let you know yeah you know and then actually get published so actually right the real culprit here is the Straits Times for publishing these letters at all. Oh, totally sister. and actually these are the funnier ones we've picked right but actually the, 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 the more like corrosive trend with the forum is that they regularly publish letters that are outwardly racist and homophobic yeah there's always res- an undertone la. Yeah, so every time there's a big like national scandal like about you know some issue or another like I remember the pretty please brown face you know, the, the brown right, face right. incident, right? Like, the Straits Times will always, I think by dint of its mandate as a national broadsheet, have, they will always publish one pro, one for, yeah. well, one for, one, one against kind of letter, right. which means that they buy, they will, he, they were just like typically air something that's just incredibly offensive. A- absolutely you know? right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I I don't know why they continue to yeah. do this lah. When you when you are obviously airing something that people are gonna say this is obviously racist. But I think it's because right, like the 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 demographic that's reading the Straits Times still and takes it seriously as a paper and that mm. actually thinks the forum is an actual forum where actual meaningful debate happens, mm. which side note is not true. Like the only people who think this are, are these like all these problematic aunties and uncles, right? Yeah. Who and these are the people that the Straits Times basically caters to, right? And that they and and, and they kind of need to manage the conversation for them because like these are people who actually hold very close this idea of moral panic. They I mean they are like the proponents of moral panic, right? They are the ones who are panicking about these things. And so they need to be in I think guardians. They, yeah, but my sense is that their sense of their worldview needs to be affirmed and ah. they need to be reassured that their worldview is still being represented in the national oh broadsheet. That's a bit that's you know? a bit sad like, to think about it because what this is is that the sense of them becoming obsolete. Mm. Right? Because you see these letters, we laugh at them, right? Because like it's ridiculous. we look at it as ridiculous, right? But I don't doubt that there are people who look at like this Lehun sewing crisis and go, actually, yeah, yeah you know. Actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, she was right to write in what. Yeah. It could happen what. I think my mother would agree. Like, my mother would yeah, very sharp. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and at the, at the heart of it, it's something quite infantilizing about the whole thing, right? Like that, 
like that a national broadsheet is publishing letters of such quality and such triviality, right? Mm. It's kind of infantilizing. It's saying that, oh yeah, these are things that we as a nation must take seriously. Should continue to like, look on some for. level, right? I suspect that the Straits Times publishes these letters to troll everybody. Oh, but, you think there's yeah, humor and, behind yeah, it? Yeah, but also I don't because think now so. like a lot of them get published online, right? So like the these ridiculous letters with these ridiculous titles are clickbait. It's a way for them to get people to click and then oh. to get people to respond in outrage, right? Because they're so ridiculous. Right. Like it's practically like um I think the Straits Times is basically running also the a kind intention of like, has uh, changed a little bit. It's a bit ah, of like a a, com- okay. a a comedy comedy column. Ah, yeah, like, okay, yeah. okay, that that I can buy. But this also God. makes me think, right? Of um, there was this like at National Gallery of Singapore a few years ago now. I think there was this exhibition on um this huge show on political art in Asia. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah. So like basically they gathered the curators gathered this huge selection of like um seminal works of political art yeah. from all over the region, right? But political art from Singapore was very poorly represented, mm-hmm. which I thought was very ironic. The National Gallery of Singapore brings in all of this like political stuff from around the region, but Singapore itself only had two works of art. Right. So like it was kind of like a bit politically toothless and yeah. I'm you know the sense there being that oh you know politics is something that happens other places in other places correct you know but we don't talk about politics here and yep. I feel like this feels very much like the same kind of terrain in yep. that like here we are you know in this safe country and our newspaper is like sure we're not very free uh, but you know we don't talk about politics in our paper what would you talk about we talk about like sewing on the trains mm. you know like we we will give room to this kind of concern this is the stuff that concerns us as a nation mm. and even if we wanted to i don't think we have the language to talk about it because for so long yeah. we were we were told that this is taboo yeah. that we should not talk about it correct yeah so even if we wanted to write in something i don't think we would know how to correct yeah but you know, if you did want to write something, ah, what to a the lovely Straits segue! <laughs> if you did want to write something to the Straits Times mm, uh, how forum, uh, right? How I feel like he, we have like a surefire guide to getting your letter in the Straits mm. Times, uh, your letter to the Straits Times. Published. Correct. I think like a seven step. Yeah, there's a seven, seven step, step, seven step program. Mm, yeah, correct. Would you like correct. To start off. Correct. Mm. So step one. Uh, step one. Mm, set the scene with unnecessary detail. You have to set the scene, and you correct. have to use. Recently, yeah, you must start with ah, recently. So, for example, how would you set the scene? Recently, I've been with, I've been to Pasir's Park with my family cycling. Yeah, yeah, always must have family one. Must, yeah, must. because it's always like, what about the children? <laughs> correct, right? Or what elderly? About, oh, what about the children or the elderly? Yeah. Correct, correct. Or it's like, uh, recently I was at a mall. Recently I was at a food court. Yeah. Um, recently it came to my attention that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, correct, correct. As recently can already. Correct. Mm. Why step two, Joel? Ah, obviously then report the incident that you want to complain about of course because it's always something you want to complain about yeah yeah why else would you write in uh, so for example it's recently I was at the park with my children and then I saw uh, children skateboarding yeah how can this be allowed how can how this can be, be allowed, allowed? Mm. correct step 3 step 3 is show how it affects you you, mm. Mm. you. just you because if not what you write for what correct yeah, la. so in the given example the skateboarding children Almost crashed into me and my elderly mother. Correct, and mm. I was I was holding my taping in one hand and spilled my taping in shock. Correct, correct. The hot taping could have scalded me. Kishan, <laughs> can I just make you listen to what you said? The hot taping. Excuse me, yeah. The oh. hot taping. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, Recently, my friend Kishan. <laughs> When Bo- on a podcast I talk sorry. about hot taping I was possessed I was possessed <laughs> How can this be allowed? <laughs> okay, what is step four? Uh, show how 
the incident that you want to complain about affects either children or the elderly. Correct lah. If, if not these two groups, then what? Vulnerable groups. Yeah lah. Yeah. Animals? No! Yeah. <laughs> children? My elderly. hot taping spilled <laughs> onto my five-year-old child. Correct. <laughs> Step number five. Step number five. Show how it is detrimental to society at large. Correct. Skateboarding children are a Western import and like represent um, street culture of inner cities of the West. Yeah. We should not allow skateboarding as a subculture in Singapore oh, because well it will lead to falling grades, children will fail PSLE, Correct. and then we will have an uneducated workforce. Wow, sis, that was a symphony. Well done. All from skateboarding. Wow, all from skateboarding, eh? Yeah. Can you imagine? I can. <laughs> in fact, I can. <laughs> Step six is... Ah, it's a bonus, ah. Bonus, make your ah. letter even more impactful. Yes. Include some optional statistics. Correct, correct. Yeah, could you yeah. come up with some optional statistics? So, like, uh, 20% of injuries that are to the elderly are all caused by, by skateboarders. skateboarders. Yeah. Yeah, or... Um, surveys in the West show that children who skateboard are more likely to drop out of school Correct. and become drug addicts. Yeah, recently Mr. Gun of Kutek Park Hospital went yes. in for injuries caused by skateboarding teens. Exactly. <laughs> Very powerful. Very powerful. And then seven. Mm. Another bonus. Be subtly racist, misogynistic, or homophobic. Or all three, if you sure, can. Sure, win one. Yeah. yeah. Just be subtly. Cannot say out. Cannot say out, right? Subtle. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure how I want to be subtly racist about this. La. Don't I think don't want. Let's don't, not. Let's we not. Don't, let's don't. not. I'll just mm. leave it to our readers' imagination for Correct. how we can link uh, skateboarding children to either racism, yeah. misogyny, or homophobia. Yeah. So, um, we have written a sample letter. Yeah. <laughs> So that you can, you know, not only take these seven steps, yeah. but also use our exemplar. Correct, correct. This is very good <laughs> so, education. Uh, you wanna, yeah. you wanna do the honors? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Excuse me. Uh. Letter to the Straits Times Forum. Regulate the wearing of tight T-shirts by muscular men. Recently, while at Paragon Shopping Centre with my family, which includes two primary school-going children, I was alarmed to see several groups of young men with very muscular bodies wearing very tight and revealing t-shirts. They also had very quaffed hair with sharp fades and were talking very loudly about what Prosecco to buy for that evening's gathering. My son turned to me and asked, Mummy, what's that? I was lost for words. While I appreciate the Singapore government's lenient position on alternative lifestyles, I think there is no need for such people to flaunt it in our faces. Imagine if more children saw these people as role models. What would our society become, especially given the declining birth rate? I urge the government to consider regulating the wearing of tight t-shirts by muscular men. Surely it would be more comfortable in our weather to wear looser clothing. I would also like to inquire about the government's position on Madonna. Signed, Shirley Lim Gyokhua, Mrs. Yeah, well done, Straits Times. Well done. Mm. I think I'm going to start a subscription to the Straits Times <laughs> because uh, it keeps running out of paper, la, my dog. Very, <laughs> very fast. Uh, need yeah, to and refill. then it's easier for you to get delivered yeah. to your house than to go downstairs. Get the, right? get the paper delivered to my house rather than go and buy. Uh, yeah, then la. maybe just read a few of the forum letters. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, la. keep a catalogue. As, you, know? as yeah. you lay it down to let your dog shit. <laughs> yeah, 
correct. It's like sometimes the best way to dignify these letters is to just let your dog take a big fucking shit all over it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, congratulations again, Singapore, on your yes. <laughs> on your press feed your press freedom index uh, ranking. Yeah, one sixty. Yeah, you've outdone yourself. Outdone yourself. I, I yeah. really feel I've never been more proud of my country. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, thanks again, dear listener, for listening to yet another episode of T for Two. Mm-mm-mm. This has been Joel signing off, and this is Kishan. Bye bye. Bye bye.